guys doing? Watching movies, even Steve is working. So we are watching movies, um, we are listening to music. Um, some of us are reading, if you are a reader. Um, but then again, most of us, even those who are working, uh, I'm imagining that uh, some people like to watch news so that you can like get updates as to what is happening in Kenya and the things around us. Now, you take opportunity, you think? Sorry? Okay, and Piris, I think, is talking to someone else. So what I'm trying to get to is that this source of information that we, we are actually, we have access to, these things that we are listening to, we are reading, um, we are watching, they um, actually ha are having an effect on us, whether we realize it or not. And the reason being that our minds are programmable. And the power of the brain lies in the fact that it's the interface between your body and your spirit. So, of course, meaning that bodily speaking, in terms of your body, of course, it's going to affect your, it's going to affect your behavior. In terms of your spirit, um, also affecting your, your emotions and consequently also your, uh, I mean, uh, your behavior and affecting even how you uh, perceive your situations. So that means that at this time, if we want to be really careful about our mental health, we need, we need to be keen about the kind of movies that we are watching. And you can tell this probably by the way your mood, if there is any change of mood after watching a particular uh, movie, the kind of music we, we listen to again. Um, if, you will not, if you think about what you're watching and what you're listening to, you will notice that there are particular thoughts that tend to invade your mind or to become very persistent right after you watch that movie. And if you already have the thoughts, they become reinforced. And the truth is that most of those thoughts are actually more of negative than positive thoughts. So um, that is one of the highest, I mean, that is one of the most common influences that we have in regards to our thinking currently. And I'm saying this because of the confinement. And so that is uh, the source of information that, I mean, the source of entertainment that we have. Then there is, of course, the news. Um, right now, there are people who are obsessed with watching the news so that they can keep up with the rates of infection and all of that. And as you can imagine, um, what that is doing to everybody. See, see, there are guys who are getting stressed out of that. So again, um, it points us to where externally, where our, what could be maybe compounding the problem, even for us. So now I want to talk about um, our thinking processes and how those, the, the particular patterns of, of thinking, or even, I, I don't want to call it thinking processes per se, um, they eventually result into uh, some form of behavior or even a personality trait. So I'm going to look at them in that particular, from that particular perspective, how our thinking processes affect our ability to cope or even our personality traits. Now, I'm going to get very specific. One of the things that could be um, hindering uh, or maybe um, having, giving us problems in terms of our mental health is perfectionism. Let me talk about perfectionism this way. Um, maybe you have had some people being told they have OCD. You know, some guys make fun of them. They tell them they have OCD because you want things to go a particular way. You don't want... Kuna watu, ata ukiachakikombe pale, chumvi kuna maalina ekangwa. So if you should you disarrange things the way they leave them, they'll, they'll get very upset with you. And of course, they get very destabilized. Now, perfectionism is not only about the outside environment. You can tell that because of their external behavior, but perfectionism starts in the mind. And perfectionism is all about um, 
someone having a strong belief in them or having a strong need to be perfect, having a strong need to perform or to appear perfect to other people, having a strong need to have their life sort of straightened out, no mistakes at all. Now, the problem with perfectionism is that most people who are perfectionists are, tend to be achievement oriented. So you can imagine what happens in a period like this if a perfectionist loses their job. Or they wake up and maybe they, they, they haven't lost their job, but they wake up and they are not going to work, which means they are confined to the house. And remember, this is the person who relies on that feeling, uh, who relies on things like working, any, anything that is a reflection of success. They rely on that to make them feel good. So um, the thing is that, that even right now, if you look at most people who have this particular trait um, in them, they are having a very difficult time because they have problems dealing with disappointments. They have problems dealing with things going um, the other way around or going wrong, or even anything that is unexpected. In fact, most perfectionists tend to think that anything that is not going their way is actually a failure in their part, on their part, even when it has got nothing to do with their performance at all. So if you are the perfectionist, guess where that leaves you? I hope, I don't know if there are a few people, let's make this interactive and even if we have one hour to go. I mean, if we, even if we are working with one hour. Um, anyone who identifies with that trait in the group? Sylvia, that's why you're nodding. Eh? <laughs> anyone else who identifies with the same trait in the group? Of course. <laughs> uh, even you, Nelson, and even Nyambu. Anyone else? So we have about three perfectionists here. So you can begin to now understand, well, let me put it this way. There's something that I forgot to mention. The traits that I'm talking about and the thinking patterns that I'm talking about, they predispose some people to stress more than others. So I want to look at it this way, that in any particular stressful situation, some people are likely to be affected more than others. So the question is, what is this that makes these particular people to have an outcome um, that is worse off in regards to their mental health and their emotional status than the average person. And these are the things that now I'm looking for and I'm looking at. So one of them is perfectionism. And of course, I have explained why. So that tells you that if you're a perfectionist, then you need to now unlearn how you view life. You need to um, now stop depending on achievements and external environments to give you a sense of self-worth because that is usually what is wrong with the perfectionism. I mean, with the perfectionist, they look at what they can achieve to make them feel good about themselves. That means you now need to anchor your sense of self-esteem and, and, uh, and, and self-worth on something that is more consistent and of course something which is more safer. For us believers, of course, that's Jesus. Eh? Number two, um, there's something that we call um, negative mindsets, negative mindsets or negative emotionality. Now, let me explain what I mean by negative mindsets. Um, as human beings, one of the most unique things um, about us is that we all perceive things differently. We, we don't think or we don't reason the same way. The, like say, for example, something happens um, to us as a group, we have the same experience, but my interpretation or my perception of that event is going to be different from yours. 
that's a fact of life that's that's how we are created now that perception being different means also it's not just about what happens it's also about how we perceive people around us so if i were to for example um you know we we have one individual that we all know or we are all familiar with and then someone asks us um to give feedback about that particular person what do we think of them um there's going to be a high likelihood that we will give different we will describe that person in very different ways now here is where the, the thoughts come in we have people who we have two complete opposites here two polar opposites there are people who have a very positive mindset and we have a class of people who have a very negative mindset so how is it that we know or you will know that if you have a negative mindset now people who have a negative mindset tend to look at the world and other people and even themselves in a very very negative way okay they look at people with, with a very negative way they look at the world in a very um negative way they have what we call um self-defeating mindsets so when i talk about self-defeating mindsets is that their thinking uh makes them to actually their thinking works against them that's why we are calling it self-defeating um let me give an example right now the, the minute that uh, the minute that corona started to spread to different countries of the world um there were people who the only thing they were talking about ni corona too and they are looking at it as this big disaster you know and they want to keep on talking about it over and over again they are, every minute of the day they are busy looking there is this come up eh? there was a, a world map that had the you know it was indicating if you click somewhere it tells you how many people are infected in that particular region so there are guys who are actually carrying it around you know just to emphasize the point and they will dwell on it and dwell on it and talk about the way there's a disaster coming the way guys are going to die for some people it's actually like they are almost getting excited about it where else it's because they want to stay in that particular place of just talking about negative things so why it's because they are thinking already their way of perceiving situations other people and themselves is very negative so what are the specific patterns in as far as this particular mindset is concerned number one um we have people who overanalyze situations you know people who are very you 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 think about a situation over and over and over again um so i like i, I like using this language that there are some people who chew the card with their thoughts you know like uh, you know like the way a cow chews card eh? or a, i don't know whether goats chew card like they after they have eaten their food they they regurgitate the food and then they keep on chewing and swallowing there are some people who are like with that with thoughts so you know that whatever you're thinking about is negative but then you will dwell on it dwell on it over and over again dwell on it maybe someone did something you will keep thinking about it thinking about all the possibilities what is it that made me this person to treat me like this you know so that is likely of course to land you in, in in trouble in as far as your ability to cope with stress is concerned um num number two we also have people who are very pessimistic they they don't look like they have any hope for the future um it's always about it's always thinking about what could possibly go wrong what is going wrong um and if you tell them about anything that you want to do they will in fact bring you down because they are consistently pointing out to what could go wrong eh? like say for example you tell someone i want to you know i want to go back to school for them for for my masters and they will ask you tatoa pesa wapi 
you know, such things, eh? uh, they, they're hardly ever going to encourage you. So that pessimism actually limits um, the kind of thinking that this person has. Why? Because right now, when we are in a crisis, we need to be thinking creatively in terms of alternatives. If we are having problems in that crisis, we need to um, have a mindset where we can think of alternatives uh, in terms of even if it's about our work, uh, if it's about our, uh, our well-being, we need to be in that position where we can think quickly. But this person tends to have very um, limited thinking because of that pessimism and that negative uh, mindset. Um, another way of identifying yourself if you belong there is that um, people with negative mindsets, they act on assumptions. So they assume a lot about people. They make a lot of assumptions about people. They mind read, you know, like they, they, they assume to know what the other person is thinking and they have not clarified with them. And they also think only in terms of black and white, what we call an extremist mindset. So I don't know if there is anyone who is finding themselves there, although I know there are some traits that people, would, some, that people wouldn't want to associate with them. <laughs> so they, these are people who basically do not, they are not objective in their thinking. They tend to make a lot of assumptions um, about others and about even themselves. And they also have a victim mentality. You know, this kind of, uh, you know, um, they, they have some form of hopelessness. They want everybody to pity them. They do not look at life as something that they are, at their life as, as something they can control. In fact, most people like that think everything happening around them is always another person's fault, or it is you know um, they are thinking about how life is unfair. And if you ask such a person what they want to do about their lives, what or we just yes well maybe there is some the, the, you can't this virus may not go away because of you but there is something that you can do about your life so those are the things that now I'm associating with um, a negative mindset and I don't know now whether you can you can begin to see how if you have a negative mindset it becomes difficult for you to get up fast in, fast enough from whatever pit that you're in, or when you fall down, it becomes difficult for you to get up because you want to dwell on feeling sorry for yourself and believing that there is nothing much that you can do about your, uh, about your situation. Um, anyone who can identify with that, someone who's been doing that to themselves? I don't expect uh, hands. And, and apart from this also, negative thinking also means that you, um, you place a lot of demands on yourself. Like you have very unrealistic expectations of yourself. Um, this takes me, I, I think I can relate this to the perfectionism that I was talking about. There are people who, uh, because of their perfectionistic mindsets, they tend to only, um, they, they tend to set very high standards in their lives and not just for themselves. They tend to set high standards for, uh, for themselves and also other people around them. Like right now in this period, there's a lot of um, guys are reporting of domestic violence, that um, relationships uh, and marriages are being affected a lot. Uh, and one of the reasons why people are actually arguing a lot in their marriages or um, there's a lot of domestic violence is that a lot of people have very unrealistic expectations of their spouses. 
And then here you are now, it's like you've been, um, you know, you, you are on lockdown. You have been shut away with this person that you have only been seeing maybe for three hours after work. And the next day in the morning you have left. And so now you are exposed to the reality of who this person is. And you cannot cope with that reality because you had an ideal person in your mind and not the person in front of you. If, you're, if that is who you are, then there's a possibility that you also are not in touch with yourself. You also have an ideal, you have an ideal you in your mind that you have not reconciled with who you truly are. So that might be a problem and actually cause you stress should anything go wrong in, in, in your life. Um, so any questions so far? I don't want, um, I'm, I, I want to, I'm concerned about our not uh, interacting because I don't want it to be like some form of lecture or maybe just a reaction to what we have just talked about what you think of it what on a <laughs> you know, I, I need you to also, uh, you know, just like once in a while, say, like, indicate okay. that you're actually getting something. Yeah? I don't want that to be Sitaki kuwa class mode. You know, you class. So, sitaki kuwa class mode. Okay. Kawale Hanijui. My name is there, Duncan Chege. So, for me, is it like a bad thing to push sana, like see at neka and realistic expectations for yourself, like mm -hmm. expectations ziko, aziko mm -hmm. realistic, but ziko ju sana had this sagina for like neza, eh neza, mm -hmm. only mm -hmm. if neza ji ji skuma sana, but mm -hmm. is it like so bad uki ji skuma sana hadi inafika two point una choka ama inafika two point unajishuku ama inafika mm -hmm. point unaona hiyo goal mm -hmm. e, nilikuwa nilikuwa nikijidanganya nikisema nimeza kufika hapo yeah uh, that's my question okay so ambition hakuna shida na na kuwa ambitious you know it's it's good to like aim for the highest thing that you you can get but sasa inakuwa shida ukijipata hapa uh, say for example una, kuna watu ujiambia ni kama wanajiseti ya deadlines za life so unajiambia by the time i am 28 i need to have made my past million by the time i am 30 i need to be married by the time i am 35 i need to have a house of this particular or i need to have this particular you know i, I need to be self employed this is the kind of company i want you get uto to deadlines you are putting pressure on yourself so you can imagine, kama umejiambia hivyo, what happens if you get to that age and you have you're not married, you have not gotten the the, the meter that you are you, you thought you are supposed to have gotten by that time. Um, what do you think will happen to that individual? Atanza kuji kuji put down to exactly. Itakuwa difficult sana kuhandle hiyo. Sasa mtu, mtu kama huyo ataiona kama failure. So it's good to have goals, but you need to also be flexible. 
to acknowledge that like now, you know why we are talking about it right now in terms of mental health is that right now there are people who expected that they'd be going to work like they were going to before or maybe they, they are at work and they have lost their jobs or, or maybe they haven't lost their jobs but they are not going to work daily. So mtu hajazoea kukakwa nyumba but because of their mentality, they are now feeling like it's a failure on their part while it's got nothing to do with them. It's about things that are beyond their control. Hawaizi and a job due uh, of what is happening. But then, Hawaizi on a year, they are just looking at it in terms of, oh, I'm in the house. So I'm used to this kind of fast life. I'm used to being busy. So now it becomes difficult for them to readjust because their interpretation of it is that I am failing. My life is going wrong. If this is happening, then my life is going haywire. You get? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So have expectations and goals for yourself but also it's good to acknowledge the fact that um they may not always happen exactly the way you want them to and in the time within the time period that you want those things to happen and of course if they don't happen you also need to be able to you know um be a bit flexible with yourself and forgive yourself for maybe not achieving what you thought you ought to have achieved by that time instead of criticizing yourself um, mm. So, mm -hmm. it's just that, because I think even for me, at some point, you are, I think why, why as a perfectionist, mm. as a recovering perfectionist, I know, see, you are to happen, these are characteristics, Nelson, and I can't give you. I, you set them not for the sake of achieving goals because there's that you mm. set them for the sake of feeling your esteem you know like mm. for your own importance you achieve them not because you really want to achieve the goals mm -hmm. but so that you can feel it. if you don't uh -huh. mm -hmm. you're recovering from that you know uh, mentality and you know self-destructive mentalities usually not not quite eh? you set the goals to achieve them but if you do not achieve within the timeline you have given yourself in fact the timeline kwanza is a whole different it's a problem already kwanza when you're talking about things that are beyond your control like getting married like um you know the timelines are a bit tricky have the timeline but know that things will not always go the way you want so on that day when things go a little bit, um, you know, different or things do not go exactly the way you want, have, be kind enough to yourself to also know that it's okay. Be flexible enough to know that if I wanted this goal met within this year, it can always be pushed to next year. But I shouldn't keep on, you know, getting stressed. The, the, the way I'm, I was supposed to be a millionaire by this year and I have not yet gotten there. And now I'm getting stressed and over worried. And uh, no. So that's what I'm saying. Be flexible and be kind to yourself. Sometimes pressure, they have this hurried attitude. You know, you're always in a hurry. Uh, traffic, you start blaming yourself for things that you cannot control. So some people also get anxiety because it's a rush. It's not even an appointment. Sometimes the person is always like going home or going to meet a friend, but they're always in a hurry. So you can't even focus on what is ahead of you you tend to only think, you know, your anxiety tends to be heightened because of what you feel you're doing wrong or what you feel you have not achieved. That's what I'm talking about. 
Sawa. Okay. All right. So those are the, 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 the specific traits that I wanted to address in, in terms of our, our thinking mechanisms or, or in terms of our attitudes, um, the negative thinking processes. So another um, process or another thinking process and trait that I feel is important to also focus on is a lack of self-assertiveness. Now, what do I mean by assertiveness? Um, you are assertive if you can tell people no when something is not comfortable for you to do. You are assertive if you, whatever you believe is good for you, you stick by it regardless of what other people say or demand of you. Why am I talking about this in, in this particular situation? Some of us, uh, maybe to to sisi kunawatu apa ni fastbond, you know? Uh, you know, also our birth order shapes our personalities, eh? Kunawatu apa ni fastbond, or maybe you are not necessarily a fastbond, but you're this kind of person who in the family, everybody sort of like looks up to you. Kila mtu mwingine ya kuangi na pesa, wewe tu peke yake ndi unakuanga na pesa. Madhako wakitaka kitu ni wewe tu anakol. Your sisters, your brothers, when people have problems, even the adults, it is you that they are calling for you to solve the problems for them. Ukienda job, kazi yote mdosi wendi anapatia, anainsistila mtumikini apani job venye unafanya. So you are the only one who can do the job perfectly the way they want to do, they want, the way they want it done. So alafu ujui kusema no, because you see the problem with being brought up under certain circumstances, like in African culture, ukiambia mzazi ya pana utatandikwa. So we take the same mentality even into adulthood. Whenever someone who is maybe a, a friend, we have this need to please. Most of us have this need, very strong need to please. So anybody asks you anything and the answer is always yes. Yes, yes. You never say no. So you are constantly struggling under burdens that are not even yours. Now, this point, um, I was thinking of it in terms of those of us who are working, and not even just those who are working, because at this particular period in time, if you're working, there's a possibility that you want to consolidate your resources because of the, uncert the uncertain times that are there. So you may not have as much money maybe to give away as you had before. I'm not saying don't help, but at the same time also, kama ulikuona beba mzigoza kila mtu kwa hiyo familia, saizi uwezi, so some people are having problems with that because now they start blaming themselves. They start blaming themselves for not being able to live up to the expectations of other people. So if you're the kind of person that you don't know how to say no at work, you don't know, you don't know how to say no to your siblings, you don't know how to say no to your parents, you're going to have a very difficult time handling um, situations that are stressful because even when you're having your own stressors, everybody else is placing demands on you. And remember, you are the one who taught them. Eh? So at this time, unless you learn to say no in this particular period, then it's going to be difficult to actually get yourself out of that trap that you got yourself into. So assertiveness basically means that you weigh a situation in terms of whether you can actually realistically do it or not. And you make, you know, you do your calculations, you're like, probably this person does not need the money as, as such because they are your sibling, they are staying in your parents' house. Now, you need to at least save up a bit. Save, 
if it's your mom who keeps on calling you, determine how much you can give them. Don't go overboard. Don't, 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 want to, don't go at that extra mile to please so much that your welfare becomes a problem. This is not the time to do that because, again, um, limited resources and, again, because of the stressors that are already there, then you, you will be left, of course, hating yourself because you're thinking of what might happen in the future now that you have done this. If you're at work, uh, maybe people are overloading you because the other people aren't coming in or it's a habit that people already had, you know, you, you didn't know how to say no, then you need to learn to actually say no and put boundaries. Let people, you know, let everybody do their own work. Unajua, kuna watu wanafanyia watu wengine job na mnalipo mshara moja. Unafanya yako na yawe mwingine. In fact, some colleagues are so shameless. They will call you on a Sunday evening. Yeye alikuwa job last week, so you are to switch ukuja yu wiki. Yakuambia, hey, by the way, Jane, ile kitu, Ile, ile nini yangu, report yangu nilikuwa ni do last week, sijamaliza. Si utanimalizia tu, na wee kazi yako ni tu kusema, hey, 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 you're going to have a lot of problems. Um, so, so that's the other trait that actually exposes people to a lot, uh, to a lot of stress, or, or you are unable to manage stress because of that. Eh? Um, another thing that affects us when it comes to dealing with stress is unwillingness to accommodate others and to compromise. The unwillingness to accommodate others and to compromise and willingness to accommodate others and to compromise. Um, what do I mean by this? marriage. The guys who are married, I know there are a few people here in the group who are married. So you are married, it's not, it's not necessarily even that you're married, as long as you're living with another person, as long as you're interacting with other people, even at work. Majority of us, we have been raised in such a way that we, 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 don't, we haven't come to terms with the fact that we are all different in terms of our personality. So we go in thinking that people should behave the way we, we behave, or people should think the way we think, or people should react to situations the way we react to them. And what happens when that does not happen? You become controlling and domineering. You know, it's like you want to align someone, you want them to become a template of yourself. And people, you cannot control people. The same way we were saying that you cannot control corona, you cannot control people. So if you're in this particular period of time where you, in this season, you have found yourself maybe locked up with your family, with your spouse, you're having a lot of problems with them, you need to analyze yourself. You need to check yourself and see how accommodative, and, um, how accommodative you are, how willing you are to compromise. You don't have to react to them. You don't have to react to everything. You do not have to be over angry or irritable about something you can actually you know gauge what you need to react to and what you do not need to react to so that's also another um reason that another trait that makes people to be highly susceptible to stress just a reaction to what i have just talked about just have one yeah so my question for mm -hmm. example is um take for for an example the african mm -hmm. context eh? mm -hmm. maybe the same eh? the way maybe kids interact with their parents mm -hmm. especially in africa compared to how kids interact with their parents in you know out there mm -hmm. maybe in the u.s do you think mm -hmm. mental illness, for example, plays a major role in how 
parents interact with their kids in one way or the other? And how does that maybe affect us, maybe probably? Definitely. Um, now, our parents, I always say that if you're a parent, you're most likely responsible for another person's problems, whether you know it or not. Uh, because the family is very important in, in terms of shaping our behavior, what we call socialization. So depending on the dynamics within a particular family, uh, you find that some people have the emotional problems we have and the mental issues. When I do a mental issue, CO2, Zilla, the disorders that people talk about, um, depending on the kind of family background that we have had, then that will determine um, the kind of emotional, the, the way we adjust to our, our environments. It will uh, determine our emotional health and our mental health. So yes, it does. And there are very many dysfunctionalities. Um, let me just speak of a few in terms of uh, now coming from the parenting perspective. If you compare the West to the African culture, African parents are authoritarian, okay? Authoritarian in the sense that uh, military style. Utafanya vile nasema. No questions. You're not meant to talk. You're only meant to be senior. Um, if you go to the Western culture, they are majorly authoritative. Um, some of them even permissive, authoritative and permissive, those two. Authoritative meaning that um, this is someone who is able to, to balance, to put a balance between the demands they place on their children and also the kind of emotional support that they give them. In the African culture, we have less emotional support and more demands from our parents, which can be very, um, it, it's very, it's a major challenge because you find that most people have problems dealing with authority. Most people are fearful. In fact, that's why I was, I was linking that point to the lack of assertiveness. Most people grow up being very fearful of authority, a low self-esteem. You are not, you are indecisive and you, you know, it becomes a problem for you to manage your life even when you have to do it by yourself. On the other hand, a child who has that balance of the demands the parents place on them and the kind of emotional support they give them, um, they are better able to handle, they have a, a better sense of self-esteem um, they, they are better decision makers. Um, they are better able to handle changes in their environment and they deal better with figures of authority. So those two differences, uh, I think I can sum up the dysfunctionalities in those two ways. Or even another major dysfunctionality in families is something like um, emotional abuse and physical abuse. Even sexual abuse sometimes happen, happens. So in, when we have such extreme cases, then of course, you're going to find children who are fearful some people will uh, develop sexual problems in the sense that um, they, they, be, they, we get what we call asexual children. They start having sexual interactions very early in life. And that's one of the problems actually we are seeing in our schools, whereby you have a teacher, maybe a primary school teacher telling you about a number of incidences that they have observed with children at that level getting sexually active. It's because of those things. And also, uh, most of them end up being, they end up being attention seekers because the parents are not invested in providing the emotional needs of the child. So this child will try to meet their needs from other people. And that's why you're seeing a lot of teenagers and uh, not just teenagers, even young adults right now have a lot of problems. I think relationships are the biggest issue right now in as far as young adulthood is concerned. And the issue stems from the families we had. If you had um, maybe um, uh, parents who are emotionally absent, most people tend to look for uh, partners who are also unconsciously, for people who are also emotionally absent. 
So you find this person with a constant pattern of people who are treating them very badly, but they still remain there. They won't go anywhere because um, you know, they, they, they were programmed, their minds was pro were programmed to that kind of uh, relationship. They think that is what is normal. So a stable person for them is abnormal and they, and they will run away from such a relationship. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I can say in a nutshell in regards to parenting and mental health. Mm -hmm. or even a comment about what um, I just talked about. Okay, so if there's, um, if there's no question or comment, um, let me go to the other thing that I would like uh, to focus on, which is there's another trait um, that I like uh, calling, oh yes, Nyambu. Oh, okay. I thought your hand was raised. There's another trait that I like calling excitability. You know how excitable you are. Um, some of us are what we call excitement freaks. Like, and I'm not saying excitement freak in the sense that you're always happy, you're always, you know, smiling. It's about how easy it is to provoke your emotions. That's what I'm referring to in terms of excitability. So some people are very short-tempered. You get angry very fast. Kitukidogo too, you'll have hit the, you know, you'll have hit the, the, the roof because of getting angry. You're, you may also be highly impulsive. Like you do things fast and then you think later. Um, that's the person that I'm talking about. And you, you also, you, you tend to look for excitement most of the time. There are people who, unless something is exciting, they won't do it. You know, it's the way some people were made fun of that even in in school if it doesn't have pictures this person is not reading for them anything that doesn't have something that um, you know excites them they don't, they don't have the time for that and most of them tend to be very um, they tend to be very um, anxious because of this and they tend to always be in a hurry so this impulsivity this kind of personality tends to place you in situations where you do not know how to be calm. So in, a, in circumstances like the ones we are in right now, the current season that we are in, you're likely to have such a huge problem if you're this person, because then it becomes a problem for you to sit still. It, it becomes a problem for you to be able to cope with what is happening um, around you. You cannot begin to even process. If you have gone through something like a loss, it becomes difficult for such a person to have the time to process such losses because um, they don't know how to just sit down. They don't know how to quiet their minds. They, they do not know how to focus on um, their inner beings. The, the opposite of this is the person who is more of a reflective person, that they, they think fast and then they do. So again, you want to check yourself if you're in this particular situation because it means that most of the time you will be quick to react to what you see or what you hear, as opposed to first checking within yourself how you need to react. And therefore, you're likely to get stressed under circumstances um, that other people will not um, get stressed, or in circumstances under which other people will not get stressed. So if these are some of the issues that we are talking about that can pose um, a problem in regards to mental health, um, like in the current period, then how do we improve our coping skills? Um, Number one um, is to reframe our problems and even our words. What I mean by reframing our problems is looking at them differently. 
So if, for example, uh, rather than dwelling on the situation, rather than dwelling on how stressful the situation is, you can choose to look at it differently. If, like, for example, someone has lost a job, then, uh, you know, take time to look for another, move in with another person if that is what is necessary at the current, uh, in, in, the, in the current, under the current circumstances. Learn new skills. I mean, I have seen people who have started businesses, they, they were working, they lost their jobs. Now they have started businesses where they are selling from their cars. They are everywhere in the estates. Eh? Some people have started businesses that they never thought that they would start. Some traditional. And guys are buying. Apparently, she learned the skill from her grandma. So you see the two small things that we don't pay attention to because we have this job that keeps us tied down. It keeps us tied down because we are going to the office every other day, eight to five, and it becomes a routine. So reframe your problems, meaning that you look at them differently, and even how you you know, how you speak about your problems. Your words have a lot um, of effect on even how you begin to perceive um, situations. So if you're anxious about being indoors, maybe you haven't lost a job, but then you're anxious about being indoors, then look for something new to do. I mean, there's, there's a lot that you can do. You can write, you can read, you can cook, you can, you can learn to cook new things. You can, um, you know, you can blog. I'm seeing guys right now, YouTubers are so many. At our Tuaraku on a YouTube channel, I think this is the period where people have really started doing that. So look for something new that um, you know is exciting and rewarding for you. But if you watch TV day in, day out, or you're following the same routine, then you can be sure you're going to find yourself stressed. Um, number two, if you're a perfectionist, adjust your standards. That's what I was saying uh, when I was responding to Nelson, that you need to adjust your standards and stop making demands of yourself and others that can only frustrate you. See, lazima vitu vile una expect. It's not a mass that, uh, you know, you, you, you get everything that you wanted within a particular period of time, or, you, or even um, you get it exactly the same way. Sometimes we are even unable to, uh, you know, be, we, are, we are not thankful because there's a certain template we had in our minds of how things are supposed to work out. So ata tukipatiwa and it doesn't fall, the pieces do not fall, you know, into place exactly the way we imagined it. It's a problem. We don't even stop to say thank you to God or even to say thank you to maybe a person who has been used to, you know, to help us in that particular situation. Um, again, the, the, the third way to improve our coping skills, don't try to control the uncontrollable. Like in, in this situation, the uncontrollable now is if, if, you, if you start thinking about checking every day at you una watch news because you want to see how many, how many people are infected today, how many people have died, it's, it, it takes a toll on your mind and sometimes you may not even be able to actually notice it. Why? Because the truth is you can't control how many people die. You will not control how many people get sick. At the same time, it could be also other people's behavior and attitude towards you. For example, have you lost a job? And you're wondering how people, now you're worried about how people will think of you. Maybe you're thinking that maybe your, your siblings or your parents or your friends will think less of you because you don't have a job. That's, this is not the time to think about things that way because uh, you cannot control that particular situation. You already lost a job, it's out of your control. Now it's time to you know, start to move on to new things that are actually helpful, but not to keep on digesting the same thing in your mind. Then again, share your feelings with other people. 
um, I, I think one of the major uh, problems that has that have arisen out of this particular situation is that um, most people have found themselves in circumstances where they are not able maybe to talk to their families, maybe just on phone. So I think now because of the borders being opened, at least people can travel. Um, some people may be isolated because maybe you are alone in the house, maybe you're single. So if you're facing any kind of problem, don't just sit down and, and you know, start thinking about, worrying about what is happening. Reach out to someone who can actually help you think about the problem. Um, someone who said that a problem shared is a problem that is half solved. Eh? But the truth is that um, we get a lot from social support than we could ever think of. We benefit mentally and emotionally from that. Mm, number five, another coping skill, you need to limit the noise around you and within you. So come away into a movies the entire, the entire day. Kunawatumaka, I think they have a gift. Unawatch usikumzima, usikumzima tena. You know, it's like 24-7, you're, you're in front of that screen. I, I don't know if you guys, you know, there's actually, um, there are scientific studies that talk about the, the negative effects of, um, of TV on the brain. And now leave alone the TV itself because it's the, the I think that blue light that they talk about eh? and the fact that with all these moving images, it has an effect of, you know, your ability to be patient, uh, your ability to process emotions within um, the, the, the right uh, period of time. It's also about the content of what you are watching. So you have spent the entire day watching this, this series that you do not want to leave alone eh? and then you don't have time to think you don't have time to maybe invest in things that are actually helpful for you. If you have been reading, you need to check the material that you're reading. Some of these books, they actually do you more harm than good. And the only way that you can actually recognize this is that you need to pay attention to your mood and your thoughts after watching particular shows and listening to particular things and reading certain books. I think more than ever, now that we have a lot of time, we need to start um, you know, using that inner check within us so that we can see what is actually right for us. And, and, and now just to mention, maybe I wanted to link this because I, I think um, this is very important. When I thought of this point, I wanted to link this to the issue of, of strongholds. You know, and, and strongholds usually exist in our minds, eh? what the enemy uses to torment us. Some people have strongholds of bitterness. Other people have strongholds of, uh, you know, hatred. Maybe you come from a family where there has been abuse. So you're still carrying that bitterness. You're still, some people have strongholds of, um, you know, rebellion to, 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 to authority. Some people have strongholds of maybe hatred for women or men, depending on what was happening in your family. And then here you are watching movies about divorce, watching movies about, um, you, know, um, you know, things that just attack the family and or probably attack the sex that you have a problem with. The stronghold you already have becomes even more reinforced. And you can see why now it is not surprising why some people only get, you know, they only get into relationships with specific people or they have cycles happening in their lives. What they don't understand is that their mind and what they consistently keep putting in their minds actually shapes their behavior so that they attract people of a particular kind who will only continue doing what has already been done to them in their childhood. So you need to check very much what you're reading, what you're watching. And even um, apart from that, there are times you, you know, it's important to just like shut the noise down and also just listen to what, we, what is within you. Take time to reflect, take, take time to learn yourself, take time to be in touch with yourself. 
Why? Because what, what happens with TV and all the noise around us is that it dulls our senses. So most of us, I'm sure you guys have heard of people who are getting depressed and they don't even know when the depression started. Why? Because they are not, their senses have been dulled. So the person wakes up one day and they tell you the way they are feeling like killing themselves, the way they are feeling so useless and hopeless, but it didn't start then. Their life has been no, so noisy. There has been so much noise within them that they didn't even recognize it. They were going through the emotions of life, smiling at people, doing things the, the, the same way that they have done them, not recognizing that there is something, there is, a, there is a beast growing in their minds. So take time to reflect on your life. Um, you know, um, in, in, in when we are, I, I would say meditation, but then of course you need to be careful with meditation. As Christians, we, we meditate on the word of God. Eh? We do not want again to go to the Eastern kind of meditation. So um, take time out to, to meditate and of course, on, or, um, so that you're able to also, you know, make sure that your mind is, is clean. And of course, meditating on the word of God also is, you know, it helps us to bring down those um, strongholds in our minds. Um, number six, you need to snap out of negative mindsets. If you're the kind of person who is consistently, you are a pessimist, you make assumptions about others, everything that happens immediately, you interpret disaster and you go into full worrying mode and panic mode. You have a victim mentality. You're always thinking about how people are bad, how the world is bad. Um, you have the need to be rescued. You are this way, way, look at me. Why can't people just treat me nicely? Um, then. Uh, you need to snap out of that negative mindset. And there is no, I always tell people, there is no miracle here. You simply need to be conscious of what you're thinking at any given time. Whenever you find yourself thinking about something that's negative and not helpful, then immediately you need to stop that thought. You need to now focus on something else or you need to reject that uh, thought automatically. You need to also be conscious of when you're, you're being irrational. What do I mean by being irrational? That you're not being objective, like you're getting upset over small things, you're losing your cool even when you could have handled the situation better. Those are the things that I'm talking about as irrationality. You know, there are those times that we can tell, we can tell that we are, we are doing something wrong or we are reacting in the wrong way, but we continue anyway because we want to indulge ourselves. You're creating a pattern. Um, again, an, another coping skill, um, is that um, you learn to let go. Learn to let go um, in the sense that you, you let go of past hearts. If right now, some of us take the time when you're free is when now you're thinking about, uh, you're, you're thinking about what has happened in your past or, way, or the way someone has hurt you. You are thinking about the way you can retaliate and, and hurt them back. Um, you're thinking about the job you lost and who made you lose that job and who shouldn't have gotten the job in your place. You need to let things go. If you're constantly living in a, in a retaliatory mood, then you don't have the time even to think about the future or even moving forward. And of course, um, there's also, that's, that's another thing. I'm moving fast because I'm seeing the time. Eh? Um, and then also, you need to do something that you enjoy every day. This may sound like, you know, something that we have had over and over and over again. But you see, that's the beauty of life, doing things that you enjoy, even if you think you're too busy. Even if you think it's getting boring, find something that you enjoy and make it a part of your routine every other day. It helps a lot because it lifts your mood. Um, and also, um, if you are the kind of person who has a problem 
dealing with uncertain situations like the ones we are in right now, you need to challenge your need for consistency whenever you find yourself panicking. Most people will tell you that when they, like right now, they are thinking of, oh my God, uh, will I like will, will I ever like find a job? For some people, maybe the situation is not even so bad because they are living with their parents, but they are focusing on the future and they are thinking of what might go wrong or whether they will ever you know get their life back. You need to challenge that need for consistency because there is nothing in this world. There is nothing that is you know 100% consistent or predictable. So then that means it's your mindset that needs to change so that you can accommodate the current change. Accept your current reality. That's what I'm trying to say. If that is your reality, you need to accept it and deal with it. And of course, you can always look for help so that then you are able to adjust in a way that is helpful for you. When you free yourself of that, now your mind is free to look into the future and look at ways of actually being able to tackle the problem um, that you have at hand. Yeah, I think uh, that is all. Um, now we can, at least I'm done, we can take the time to just give feedback and, and interact a bit before we end the session. Mm -hmm. Nelson. Yes. Okay, you can pick up coffee, but I can Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, what you've shared, Yanni, mm. uh, the, the, the fact that you are recording to I think some of the things that we are just passing by. Because mm. some thoughts, as you've said, mm. usually arise from after being exposed to a certain content. Mm. You know, maybe even a conversation, you know, mm. and maybe listening to someone or maybe a podcast. Mm. And then after that podcast, you start feeling, eh, Kwani, mm. where did that come from? And mm. just the the coping mechanisms have given us, mm. those are adjust boundaries, ku, you know, ku be assertive in certain areas, because I don't think that in one box, maybe you're, you're having a bit of this, a bit of that. Mm. And sometimes, but mostly... I can just sum it up uh, based on our concept, co co context. Just putting putting it, you know, God, you know, taking mm. the steps to actively mm. uh, keep anxiety out of our lives, you know. Because mm. you showed that it is actually possible mm. to manage and to prevent mm. anxious thoughts mm. and actually deal with them rather than let them uh, let them, you know, take over. Because mm. I remember there was a time in uh, Lilala Satisa, mm. your anxious thoughts. Mm. I, I could have had this video before then. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. These anxious <laughs> thoughts in Genitabua. But mm. uh, from now, I don't think uh, we have a reason to. You know, we mm. can go over this and understand more, maybe read more concerning the same, mm. to be anxious about anything. Mm. They've given us a, at least a way in which we can process those thoughts and those emotions. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you, Nelson. You guys are making me feel like this is a class. So I don't want to ask anyone with a question because that's what I'm used to. <laughs> so let me hear your reactions on what I've just shared. Uh, 
<laughs> That's so funny. Uh, okay, my name is Gavin. Uh, you guys will forgive me. I can't put a video at the moment. Uh, but uh, this session has been really enlightening. I had a question. Okay, mm-hmm. apart from the other things that I've learned. Mm-hmm. What if I'm good at saying no? <laughs> Mm-hmm. But not so good. Like saying mm-hmm. no is not a problem. You know, mm-hmm. I probably you say more no's than yeses. Mm-hmm. But if I'm good at saying no, but not yeah. so good at living with the no's. Uh-huh. You know, that, like maybe a, a situation. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a, you know, uh-huh. what, what do I do in such a situation? You know. Yeah. So that's a good question. And the reason why I'm saying it's a good question is that the minute we, be, uh, yeah. we begin to, to learn to say no, even for those who didn't, um, yeah. if you have that mechanism within you, the need to please others, most probably when people start reacting now, you know, people notice when you change. Eh? So people start telling you, yes, please, you know, Konamaringo, people have different ways of expressing it. And then now you start, you instead of reminding yourself that you're actually, you're doing this for your own sake, you know, for your own peace of mind, you start succumbing mm. to that because that need to be accepted by others or the need to please others is telling you, you need to conform. So you simply need to now learn to, to be comfortable in not conforming. Okay. You need mm-hmm. to be comfortable in not making people happy because it's about you, not even them. It's because of that need mm. to please. That is what is driving you. So you need to be comfortable in not making people happy and tell yourself it's okay. Yeah, okay. Mm, wow. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, apart from that, though, I think I was, was a perfectionist kind of person. Uh, you know, mm. I had some, if I have things figured out, if I plan my day, it's supposed to go this way. If mm. anything does not go the way I want. Mm-hmm. I'm with anyone, so I end up making other people angry because mm. of expectations that I expect them to know even mm. even without me telling them but mm. but I've been learning how to cope with uh, how to just you know relax and to mm. be easy to be to be flexible exactly mm. uh, the word you used to be flexible mm. so yeah thank you thank you for this session honestly mm. I think I've, I've I've learned some things that I've, I can't wait to share with my friends and <laughs> and tell them you know what's your problem <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. Thank you, Sana. All right, thank you too, Kevin. Uh, Someone raised their hand. I think it's Tua or I hadn't seen it. Someone raised their hands. That's for sure. Ilikuani uh, Nani? Oh, it was me. Uh, David. Ilikuani Mimi. Yeah. Okay. Yes, David. Actually, I uh, actually learned a lot. You know, the thing you could put so much pressure on yourself mm. it's it's not good it's not good as you've said mm. uh that has really taught me something you know good to put pressure on yourself because at the mm. end of the day mm. you'll get stressed um you won't be yourself yeah no, thanks true. a lot because that yeah. thing has really opened things up yeah Thank you. You're welcome, David. Thank you. Any other reaction? Yeah, sorry, sorry. I have another question. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's Duncan. I mean, oh, Ken. No, no, no. Kevin. It's Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, given given that maybe some things could not affect me, mm-hmm. so I, I probably maybe see 
something's being affected with my siblings, maybe because of how we've been raised. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just do not know how will I go about them to tell them, you're by the okay, I know mm-hmm. our parents have raised us this way, but mm-hmm. can come out of that uh, mm-hmm. mindset uh, that mm-hmm. always makes you uh, anxious or worried, you know, be it finances mm-hmm. or anything. You know, when you see your parents uh, mm-hmm. going through some finances kind of thing. So mm-hmm. even for you, when you get money, you kind of start acting as if... <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, because of the situations of how you've seen your parents do, you know. So, mm. Like when it comes to advising other people, mm. is that something that, you know, is that something that you maybe could, could tell me mm. without making them feel offended mm. in any way? Mm. Yeah. It's simply about uh, maintaining objectivity. Uh, like, okay. for example, I think I can relate with what you're saying. I'm, I'm a firstborn myself. So I used to be okay. the person who tell myself that if, if my dad just called me and asked me for like 10K, I have to have it. Like if I, even if I don't have it, I have to yeah. get it. And yeah. You know, so um, mm. with time, I, I realized that, you know, it, it's okay. If I don't have it, I don't have to struggle. I can tell him mm. I do not have it. You know, at the beginning, it yeah. was difficult because I had told myself, like, it's like, I, I think I was telling myself I'm paying back, you know, for, mm. for them bringing me up. But I, yeah. nowadays, if I don't have it, I don't have it. However, if it's an emergency, like if it's a sickness, then, um, you know, I will look for means of getting it even if I do not. Then there's something else that people overlook. If you're the person who overfunctions in your family, most okay. people tend to, tend to not ask for the help of the other siblings. Okay, because yeah. there's, there's a way, there's a way being the one that people look up to gives you some certain sense of power. So mm. if you're not careful, that can drown you. So there's also the aspect of bringing other people in and there's no shame in it. In fact, you're just protecting yourself. Yeah, yeah because okay. you can, yeah. you might actually, you, you might actually be, in, you be, you may be reinforcing negative patterns where in the future, when you need these people to come in, because they have already, mm. you know, we, we teach people how to treat us. Because you've already taught them like that, then they'll just be comfortable seeing you struggle with everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. okay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Any other reaction? Akuna tukosawa sisi wote. Hey, Andrew. Sikujui kunyamaza. Uh, I'm waiting for for everyone to talk and then I'll talk last. <laughs> Even who uh, where did Dani disappear to? Oh, James is still around. Eh? Okay. So James have nyamaza juu labda ajafanya homework. Yanaweza kuwa amekuwa ajafanya homework. I'm just blessed, Yanni. Uh, you guys have just had a test of what happens in classroom. Uh, one thing about many, many pressures, Zaidi strongholds, man. Mm. Then the, the fact that Ulisema, now the devil will use that stronghold to his mm. advantage. Mm. That is the light, light bulb moment. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you too, James. So, Nelson, come out to Awana Maswati. hands. Eh? Um, Akoapi. 
jamaa kuna rasta hapa ni yeye oh uh, oh kitu niambie so uh, first of all thank you for uh, shedding light on story na mental health and how it affects us with the different characters mm. i have a question actually mm. i had a conversation with a lady uh, pale whatsapp she was asking me of how uh, body shaming mm. as in how people react towards body shaming can mm. it be linked uh, to character mm-hmm. like the personality yes yeah. yes it has a lot to do with your personality and your thinking processes if, if for example you are the kind of person who wants to fit in you want to you have this mentality that you have to be accepted by everybody you are likely to have a more difficult time when people body shame you because you take it more personally you know there are people who don't care how they look like or what people tell them and, and such people have no problems even if you try and body shame the person yeah naendelea tu na maisha yake but the person who has this lie in their mind that they have to be accepted by everyone they have to be attractive in everyone's uh, view because see we say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder eh? some people tell themselves that everyone has to think they are attractive so if that's the mentality then you are definitely going to have a very difficult time dealing with body shaming So, so thank you. You're welcome. So Nelson, I think I can now safely hand back the session over to you, eh? Yes, Andrew ndo alikuwa mtu wa mwisho kuongea. Mwisho yake haifiki. Mwisho ndio sahihi. Andrew is the opportunity. I'm here again. Ngambie. <laughs> Uh, mine is to pass a vote of thanks uh, mm. on behalf of these uh, ladies and gentlemen and on behalf of uh, Pastor KT we are really blessed to to have you talk to us this evening Jen we you know I'm uh, I'm a bit critical so when mm. I looked at the whole topic of health mental health and I said ah mental health but uh, after hearing what you've mentioned or what mm. you've taught us this evening i think mm. that subject is very timely i was just mm. uh, thinking whether uh, this was to be made available to everyone including mm. members of the of the of the other bigger church mm. because what we've spoken about is the truth uh, about about what is going on i'm this guy who every day asks my wife how many people have tested positive today and you know sometimes you can go through this these issues and you are not aware about them mm. and uh, and i'm really grateful for your time i i think i enjoy your times of uh, how you teach and um, and thank you so much for bringing this information to us we are so grateful and um, maybe lastly uh, i know uh, maybe some of these guys do not know that you are a, a qualified or professional counselor so i don't know if you had mentioned to ask that but uh, mm. guys jen is a trained counselor if you have uh, an issue that need counseling and uh, you want someone to talk to work with you through the process of course at a fee and she is very affordable you are really really welcome she she also teaches counseling and I'm her student mm-hmm. and, uh, 
and, uh, and uh, you really benefit. So thank you so much, Jen, and uh, God bless you. Um, our regards to your family. Santa thank Santa. you, Andrew. All right. So I'd like to know, mm -hmm. do you guys think we should have this again? Or sometime? Yes, Ndiyo, the next session. Yes. 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 Okay, so, because the areas in which how do they send areas in which they want you to address, right? Yeah, you guys can can do a survey so that okay. then we can break it down. Like if it's about relationships, it's about mm. if it's about uh, maybe um, self-awareness, like you would want to, you know, it helps to understand yourself and to figure yourself uh, uh, out um, uh, to some level. So mm. you can just do a survey and see what maybe most people agree on on any particular day and then you'll tell me. Right. Nihayo tu kwa sasa, nyambu, unaza funga meeting watu wenda kumye supu. Other than that, so we are done. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for joining today, today's meeting. Yeah, we hope to have another one like this soon. Thank you so much, Jane, for gracing us eh? um, with what you have taught us. Yeah, so that's it. We can we can exit at our Are we prayed? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay let's pray let's pray dear jesus we just want to thank you so much for this opportunity to just be here and to learn we thank you for what we have learned oh god and we pray that we may be doers of what we have learned that we may share oh lord that we may be transformed by what we have learned um, we thank you so much for Jane. I pray that she may continue to bless her even as she continues to do her work, oh Lord. Um, I thank you for everyone who's here. I pray that they may have a good night and that you will protect us. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Good night. Amen. Thanks for having me. Hi. Good night. Night. Good night. Good night. Good night. What do we twenty-five? Twenty-five people. Yeah, that's a lot. Hey, Super Hey, Minakwambia. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night, Duncan.